Hello and welcome to another episode of Speakers Bank Podcasts. Our voices, our views. I'm your host Joel and today we're joined with Aaron and his father Brock who will share their experiences of living and caring for um, a person with disability. Uh, thank you for coming today. The first question I'd like to ask you, Aaron, is um, what more do you think needs to be done to educate the community about living with a disability? I reckon uh, maybe I'll maybe get into social media and put it out there, put it out there that every person with disabilities, every disability is different. But like, disability is not just, like if you say got a disability, not one disability is the same, and every other disability is different to, to one another. Mm. So, I'd like to, uh, and, and realize that you're individuals, yes, yes, you're yes, humans, exactly. you know, yeah, yeah. and uh, like, your needs are yeah, different from somebody else. visually impaired doesn't mean, like, say, someone that's deaf, my, my, my needs are different to their needs. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly does. Brock, you Yeah, I find that everyone's grouped into one category with a disability. And I see it a lot with Aaron. And, and because we, I don't use his cane all the time, whether he's with me, I just grab his shoulder. And people give you strange looks. And you can see he's got a disability, but he's just clumped. And, and we've been with a lot of people with disabilities, and everyone's clumped in the same category. And the people behind the disability are yeah, people don't look. At, and get to know the person, they just yes. clump, oh, he's got a disability, yeah. and yeah, we won't talk to them, and, yeah. and it gets very frustrating. Yeah, yeah, and you lose your sense of identity, yeah. and uh, you do, and you won't, because and, and early days with Aaron, he lost motivation, he yeah. didn't want to go out as much, um, and uh, you'll find that hard to believe when you know Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. For that reason, because everyone's sort of, everyone, as I said before, everyone's classmate, you've got to say, just, I've got a disability, so no one, no one could really accept they have a disability rather than look at me in person. Yeah, I found that quite, quite always. Yeah, 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 you know, you'd lose, you'd lose your voice yeah. and uh, be quite disheartened. Yeah. yeah. So I think the, 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 the thing here is to, to look, let's look at the uh, the person. Yes, right? and, and certainly look at the person. Yeah. And, and get to know the people. Like, it doesn't hurt to talk, say hello. No, and, and, and people, I, I tend to think people stand back when they see people with a disability, yeah, yeah. which actually offends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for that. Um, Aaron, what challenges have you encountered during your work and uh, your time as a barista and uh, study um, since your injury? Well, my comments, Bruce, people weren't as patient as okay, I'm not as fast as like the other cafes, mm. but people should be a lot more patient and realise I can't put it this good. I'm gonna be soft, so they should be a bit more patient with me. Which would think they would come. Yeah, which uh, you think they would know that. Yeah, but everyone seems to be in such a hurry. Yeah. Like, you know, they want the coffee, they want the coffee right now. Yeah. Like, I, I try about the best coffee I can, but I'm, I'm not as fast. Yeah. Like, you know, because just my vision is like, I'm not as fast as, and your hand as well. Yeah, and also my hand because I'm, my hands all close up. Right. Okay. So, so uh, like you know, if I'm if I'm trying to feel feel the coffee machine up, mm. I'm a bit slower than someone like someone can go bang bang bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with my hand, I'm a
Yeah, I did because once again, though, because I did a few British courses at um at William Angus, mm-hmm. William Angus Tate, and they sort of they sort of expected they sort of put me on put me on the same bracket as everyone else in the yeah. class. They weren't as patient as me. They weren't as patient with me as as, as other people in the class. So they just expected me to be really quick and stuff, which I found a little bit offensive because I was there to learn. Yeah. I was there to learn as well, though. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just. And I, and I was. I wanted to learn as much as possible. Yeah. Because because there was. You know, I think there was about like 15, 20 people. Okay. Everyone sort of like wanted wanted their. Everyone sort of wanted to learn as much as possible, which I understand. Like, you know, the other people should have been a bit more tolerant with me, yeah. because they knew they had this kind of stuff. Like, yeah. so, they should be so again, it's a general lack of understanding. Uh, <coughs> it goes back to what we were talking about before. Um, it's a general lack of understanding in the community at large. Yeah. So maybe you know, maybe more education in in, in schools. I, I think you know, life's challenges as life has got faster for all of us. People's forgotten respect, yeah. and, and it's been common everywhere. Yeah. But I find it like when I was younger. We were taught someone's got a disability. Yeah. You know, you talk to them and you yeah. accept. Them. Well, I think people's lives are too busy now, so yeah, they've lost yeah. that. Yeah. That respect and yeah. that for people. They seem to be people seem to be more judgmental. Yes. With people, yeah. uh, not everyone, not all of them, but yeah. there is sort of like this. There's like there's like you know you can pick out towards an end anyone though. Well, you, you, you probably noticed that more, yeah, you're more yeah, sensitive yeah, yeah. to that. Yeah. Than me, but. I know in the news recently they've been talking about um, mainstream education, uh, having people with disabilities now being a part of mainstream, mainstream education, which could only be a positive yeah, thing, it's got to be I reckon. Not just for the, 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 the person with the disability, but from, for the community yeah, yeah. I think, as a whole. I think going back to what you just said though, if you teach your younger ones, yeah about how to do it and deal with the disability, they'll grow into yeah. a, a second nature, the yeah. same as if they're in a mainstream yeah, school. From, from a very young age as well. Don't start it like when they're 20 or 21, they yeah. start maybe primary school yeah. or early yeah. high school. And again, like it, it really just comes down to respect for, for, for each other. Yeah. Um, thank you for that. Um, how important has it been, has the support of your family been in your life? Uh, Aaron, and um, you know, in what ways have they supported you? My, my family has been very, very supportive. As I mentioned before, my dad here um, took all his own sort of stuff on half pay because he thought that my rehab would be a lot more beneficial at home than one of my environment. So, and also my, family, also my brother has been a very big part of my life to give dad a bit of a break sometimes. Mm. Like, you know, because I was very taxing on dad and sometimes I wasn't at home. I thought you still were. Not me. Not as taxing as I used to be. And also my mum just skipped out a break as well. Though. Yeah. So, which is which is good, though. good for dad though. So I don't know how good it was for me. Like, very good for dad though. Huh? Do you agree with that day? Do you? Sometimes I do better break. <laughs> yeah, what about, what about you, Brock? Because I mean, your role as a carer is obviously quite um, challenging. Yeah, look, um, I think Probably more I need a break now than I did mm. because Aaron's so much better. Mm. Um, before I, I, he was more reliant on me, mm-hmm. so now I actually need more breaks from him mm-hmm. because um, um, he can quite easily cope. But mm-hmm. it's just um, 
too much time. It's uh, yeah. it's like their relationship. Because You've got to have time yeah, apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, you yeah. spend a lot of time. Together. Yeah, and yeah, like I said, I probably spend more time with Aaron than my partner. Yeah, you okay. know, and yeah, so you do need time apart. Yeah, and have you got support to? to oh, my rest my bike my um, <coughs> so much rest bike. Uh, I, we um, we go away a lot, mm. but um, mm. when we go up the river water ski, I don't know if Aaron touched on mm. we water ski a lot. Um, my sisters go, yeah. my nieces go. It's a whole family yes, thing. Nice. So yeah. I get a break. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Goes up there. And then we take my mum up there. So yeah. I get a break because um, being family, no one puts up with Aaron's. Um, special. Yeah, yeah. They don't give him any special treatment. So if he mucks up. They're the first ones he's doing, so I get a break. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not me doing that. But yeah. going back to saying that, I don't want special treatment from other people. No. I want to be treated as as a um, able-bodied person. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's been great. Um, the final question: uh, What advice would you give others uh, that have a required brain injury? I just. Just take every day of the time, every day is a problem racing. Mm. You've had an ABI, you've been dumped a bad car, but just take every day as a blessing and, and, and sort of, um, yeah, okay, it's challenging, but I'm sure you can always see the positive in every negative situation. Mm. That's great advice. Yeah, um, just don't give up. Yeah. You, you, you don't know where you'll end up. Um, if we go back to what Speakers Bank Podcast. Our voices, our views. Hello, welcome to another episode of Speakers Bank. Our voices, our views. My name is Joel, uh, and today I'm joined uh, by Brock um, and Aaron, who will share their who will share their experiences of living as a carer with someone with a disability. Um, thanks, Brock, for being here today. Um, thanks for having us. First of all, I, I, I can imagine your life was turned upside down after um, Aaron's traumatic experience. Are you able to tell us uh, a little bit about what, you know, what your thinking was at the time and how you managed it? Yeah. Basically, Aaron was put into hospital with seizures and infection on the brain, which they couldn't find. Um, so then he was put into a coma, um, and then he had his skull craniotomy cut out, and that's basically where it all started. At the time, I think it was shock. Like, we lived on adrenaline for days, um, and then what happened was they told us on Christmas Eve, 2006, that they're going to bring Aaron out of the coma and we may have to turn off his life support. So basically, we you didn't know what was going on. And you just went to the hospital every day and sat there and looked at him and um, your heart broke yep. in, the, in those days. So um, we got a lot of support from the hospital staff. In the, in, they were all caring and, and um, the biggest problem we had was no answers. Yeah. And, and that wasn't from lack of trying. Yeah. Um, so they basically um, put him in ICU and then he 
um, come through, fortunately, mm-hmm. and then was transferred to the ward. So in that whole time, it was just despair. And how long was he in a coma? He was in for seven days. Seven days. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I couldn't even imagine uh, what you would have what you would have been going through. Yeah, it was a huge amount of people there. Um, but no one could see you. You, you were in there for two minutes at a time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was shock. It was shock. Um, how how did those events uh, change your exter- you know your life circumstances externally, such as work, finances, your leisure? <laughs> um, quite, a, quite a degree, I'd imagine. Yeah, uh, it did. It changed my whole life. Um, early days when Aaron was sick we had to make a decision what was going to happen um i would put him in a home and as we know that um young people in homes they go to old people's home there's no home so i decided at that stage to use all my long service leave my annual leave and go on a half pay um and be at home for Aaron. so after he was in rehab we um i got him out of rehab and um and then we started at home, uh, our own rehab. So you did a week in rehab to sort of yeah, I, I did a week in rehab at, at Talbot and to the, the, the basics, the basics because when he came home, he had a crash helmet on, yeah, and no skull, yeah. So if he hit his head, that was instantaneous yeah. death. Yeah. And, and I had to learn how to cut his hair yeah. because we didn't, um, you know, you have, with a helmet you had to cut his hair, yeah. And so I had to learn, and I went from an office manager or managing staff yeah. to being just a nurse yeah. and, and just an aide. Yeah, yeah. And so it was tough. Yeah. It was, it was a shock to me. I used to tell people what to do, not have to yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that, if that makes did sense. you get uh, to, to learn those new skills? Was that like opportunities were there to do that or did you have to search for that? No, no. We learned um, the skills from Talbot and we we had um, people in the background that I could ask. Yeah. Um, it was a struggle. For the first six months with Aaron, all it was was be a nursemaid. Yeah. We yeah. didn't do much yeah. in the first six months. Yeah. And then we um, then we gradually started to improve. Yeah, and become a bit more independent. Much more independent. And did, did that Talbot have staff that came to visit, like outreach programs no. that came to see? No. Once we went from Talbot, that was You're it. on your own. We're on our own. Right. We had our, um, the council. Yeah. But that was minimal. Yeah. Minimal twelve a week. So you yeah. didn't even really have anybody to refer back to if no. there was any issues or roads no. or well, no. so even that, I mean, it's only yeah. quite It was stressful. It was very stressful yeah. because I wasn't, I'm not a nurse, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. or a doctor or, yeah. and because he was seizuring and he'd have seizures, you know, yeah. I had to learn about that to change yeah. as well. Wow. Um, well, this is kind of a similar question, but I think you've kind of just answered it to an extent. Um, were you able to find any external support to offer you any respite? Not really. Yeah, I, look, I suppose we could have looked into it, um, but Aaron was a handful. Yeah. And what did I do with him? And then, so basically, in the early days, his mum would look after him every fortnight and give me a weekend off, yeah. um, which I needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they were the early days, and then I'd have every fortnight off. And so I had a respite. And the fact that you've uh, you know, you've decided to do all this on your own anyway, if you're going to seek extra help, it's kind of like going 
backwards yes. to, to an extent. Yeah, I, yeah, look, early days I decided that I'm his dad and yeah. it had to be done. And, yeah. and I figured that even though it was hard, um, I probably would have loved it you get from being a parent yeah, yeah. that you, you'd be as good as a professional. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that makes sense to me. And, and I suppose you're fortunate that you have this, you know, support of family and the holidays, yeah. the trips you go on. Well, my family is my backbone. Um, um, my sisters and we're old, as you can see, and we still holiday together. Yeah. So we, we, my whole back support is my family yeah, yeah. and my partner, Special. and my partner yeah. who is a nurse. Right. That she's understanding, and, and basically it was you look after Aaron, and I just yeah. look after you. Yeah, and that support that you've obviously always had from your, um, you know, your family that, yeah. that 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 that's obviously kind of I suppose helped with kept kept you strong, kept you motivated during this during this journey. They they were my they if I stepped out of line, mm. family can tell you. And I've got such a bond with my family that they pull me in if I was going, you know, getting flat and down. Yeah. They they'd slap me. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that was the best part about it. Yeah. They wouldn't, like I said before, they didn't put up with anything from Aaron. They yeah. from me either. Yeah. <laughs> so they pulled me into line. So yeah. it was great. And that's why you also want to first hear about how Charles was. Yes. Well, that's right. Sorry. Yes. You're right. Yeah. So he, he also helped you. Well, yeah. No, I can't remember that, but from what I've been told that. Travis also a big help in yeah. relief as well, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. well when Travis moved in, my younger son moved in. Okay, okay. right. So um, he he was living part-time, yeah. and then he decided that he moved in full-time with Aaron and I. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that would have been a bit of a help. Oh, it was great. And then we, I, I had a sounding point. I mean, it's just having someone to chat to at yes. the end of the day about, you know. Yeah life in general yes and yeah because Aaron wasn't speaking very much yeah, then. yeah 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 um what are some of the challenges involved in finding services to help support uh yourself as, as well as Aaron um we were lucky that we <coughs> We, before NDIS, we had a um, soda recovery program and we got onto some very, very good people that actually wanted to help. So they gave us hints all along and without them, I would have been lost. Especially IT, especially John IT. Yeah, yeah. And, and some of the other people in the, the programs would say, well, if you don't go this way, go that way. And if you don't succeed that way, go that way. Yeah. So we zigzag through all the politics. Yeah. Um, they cut it short for me. So without them, I would have been lost. That's great. Yeah. And do you, do you have any, since NDIS has come, come into play, has things been, you know, have you, had any problems navigating through that or have you, you already got had your contacts in the first place? I was I was lucky with NDIS. Um, I spoke to some people um, and we had um, people there and they helped me to start with. And then what happened then was they um, because I had my contacts mm. We got more than ample from NDIS. I cannot fault NDIS right, whatsoever. Right. But that's also gives you self-manage. Yeah, I self-manage Aaron's fund. So I actually manage Aaron's 
funding. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I found that it, it's been the best thing for us okay. because I couldn't get carers. And yeah. what was happening with Aaron was I only had a little bit of funding, so he'd go twice a week to the carer and he needed more stimulation. So I'd take him out and we'd be at Macca's at night to drink coffee and talking yeah. and that. Yeah. So, with NDIS now, I've got carers every day. Yeah. Um, as you would know, the girls here, sometimes the carers bring Aaron to functions like this. And, yeah, and yeah. that leaves me at work because yeah, yeah. I have used up a lot of time, yeah, yeah, a lot yeah, of favours yeah. from work, getting off work. So, yeah. NDIS has been the best thing for us. Right. And That's we've, right. We've had no problems whatsoever. This, this talk actually worked out well because you're on leave. Yeah, you're on leave. Yeah, you're on leave. Yeah. Yes, the timing was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in what ways do you and Aaron uh, like to unwind and um, you know forget about the stresses of life and keep the keep that close bond that you quite obviously got? Well, I, um, I, I sail, um, so I do sailing, yep. and so every fortnight in the summer I go sailing. Yeah. Um, so that's a, a break from Aaron. Yeah. Um, and. And I love sailing, so it, it just switches me off, yeah. and I don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. Um, and like I said, when we go away, there's oh, such a amount of people around. I won't see her, and you know, someone will take me up there and that. So mm-hmm. we tend to to de-stress that way. Yeah. And once again, with all the carers he's, he's got, by the time I get home from work, he's tired, so he's having a nap. Yeah. So he's not demanding. Yeah. Yeah. Attention. Yeah. Yeah. So. Once again, the NDIS has fixed that problem for me yeah. because up until then it was quite stressful. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for that. That's I really great. appreciate your time. Um, well, that's all the time we have for uh, with this podcast. Our voices, our views. If you would like to view more of our content, please subscribe to our channel. Follow us on Facebook. Speakers Bank and visit our website www.speakersbank.org.au Also, if you have any topic suggestions or wish to learn more about Speakers Bank, please contact us on 03 9314 0988.